Isn't it great to not have to wear a coat to step out and see the sun? Some of you guys that wore a coat anyway. To me, I feel like you're wasting it at that point. It's beautiful morning. You guys, there are, there are good days and then there are great days. And today I am excited. Today is a great day. One of the, the beautiful blessings of having a, uh, a background in international missions uh, like my wife and I do is we, we have dear friends uh, all over the place. Um, now that's a beautiful blessing. That's also a real bummer because that means they're not here. But today, today is different. I met this man in uh, the year 2000, and we were in a Bible school together in YWAM, Tyler, Texas. And uh, we started hanging out and getting to know each other. And then we went on an outreach together. And there's something about going on an outreach. Those of you guys who have been in YWAM settings before, there's something about going on an outreach that you find yourself bonded with people. And we went on an outreach to Mexico and he uh, was basically engaged at the time and I was married at the time and we were both like sad little puppies missing our, our women. And we bonded then and ever since then, I am so, so privileged to call this man mi hermano. And he is here and you guys know him as George of the Jungle can we give our missionaries, George and Crystal Nita, a Christ Center welcome with their children? Come on up. I, I've never even met your kids before, and here they are. Hey, guys, come on up. Wow. Here you go. This is for you. All right, I just want to pray over these guys before we start. I'm going to go sit down. All right. Lord, I thank you that you brought these guys here safely, and I pray your blessing on each and every one of them and your anointing on them and everything you have for them and for us this morning. You guys receive that? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Wow, we are so blessed to be here. This house is... Uh, is, is lots of memories um, that are good, sad and good. We, we, I have enjoyed my time here. I love this place. I just want to introduce my family before, uh, before we get a start. Uh, this is um, my wife. She's from Australia. My Kaiser couldn't understand her accent the first time. We got translators, for those of you who can't understand Australia. And her name is uh, Crystal. And this is Judah, my firstborn, seven years old. This is Eden. She's four, and this is Macy. She is two. All right, you can go sit down. Judah, you can walk around like this. Go sit down. Uh, my, my wife and I, we started a ministry called um, I Care For You, and we work with the HIV um, women and children in Papua New Guinea. HIV, AIDS in Papua New Guinea is like, in the Bible it talks about leprosy. When somebody had leprosy, what did they do? They built a colony, sent them outside, and say, you are unclean. You cannot live with the rest of the community. HIV, AIDS is like that in Papua New Guinea. When I started to work with HIV community, my own family said, George, can you pick a different ministry? Because the shame and the stigma. And we have women 
Women have no value in Papua New Guinea. It's a men's culture. And, and I was seeing my own relatives being kicked, and I was thinking, what, what can I do? But I just felt like I'm one man. I, I, I really cannot do this. I'm one man. I was dr- I'm just, just drowning in my just whatever it is that God was planting in my heart. And uh, that's when God introduced me to this lovely young lady from Australia. We, we met on a hopeless place called Facebook. <laughs> there is hope for single people. And uh, the Lord really expanded um, this ministry. It's, uh, you know, I went on a, I went on a ministry. It, it's, it, it's a trip that um, my friends, the Jenkins, took me. And uh, I remember taking a starfish from the coast. And I showed Tammy, look, I got this at, at the coast. And she's like, what? There's a big fine for that. And come to find out there's $10,000 fine on taking a starfish out. And I left Newport or Lincoln. I don't know where we were at. And then we'd already come to Cheshire, where they're from. So that's the important lesson in stealing a starfish. I didn't think I stole it. But anyways, the story is, there is a story about a starfish. And, the, and, and this tide has gone out. And as far as I could see, one of those nice, beautiful Oregon coast beach. And there's... All these starfish lining up along the beach, and the tide's gone back, and they're just strangling for life, dangling. And they needed to back in the ocean, right? That's where they belong. And then this old lady walks and just picks one starfish and throws it. She's trying to pick as many as she could and throw it, and people standing at the beach laughing at her. They're like, what do you think you're doing? And she bends down, picks one, throws it. And then they're really laughing and say, you, you, you're really not making a difference, forget it. And she picks one, she throws it as far as she could, and she yells, it makes a difference to this one. And that's the theme of our ministry is one. See, I really believed in revival and mass crusades, and you, we want to get you know, this filled up with people. But God is about the one. Jesus makes a parable about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And it's all about one. The shepherd would leave one to go look for, leave the 99 to go for the one. In my mind, I would think, I'm okay with the 99. Just one, just let it go. I don't know about you, but to me, just, I got enough. But God is about going after the one. And our ministry is called I Care For You. And our little tagline is every life matters. Every life. Not just black lives. Not white lives. Not Hispanic. Don't panic. I'm Hispanic. I, I, I just wanted to say that. But every life, we just, we, just, we just wanted to go after every life. And really for us, is women. Because these are people group that have really been in our society. We've just kicked them and said, you know, you don't have any value. You stay. This is what you've asked for. Even the church has sort of closed the door on the HIV community because they think it's a punishment from God for sin. We cannot do that. We have to go after these people. And that's why this house has been a big supporter of what we do. And so that's why I said coming here is like home. Thank you for believing what we're doing. Um, I'm, I'm going to um, put on a... It's a yeah, video show, yeah. Uh, we have a documentary film we made and we'll make this film available for everyone here, here in this house. Uh, it's, um, but before... I just want to play that uh, clip first so that we can 
get a, get an idea of sort of what we do as a ministry. Name blo me Sylvia John. Me come up with some sleeve. Me walk him housework. Me back guy guy. Why now? No put him in school. Empty no send me gear man. Now I'm kidnapped. Now I'm fighting me. I'm fighting me. Now I'm using uklo uki me. Me blame me me. Now me talk because lo you. Innocent picking in him die. Me no like him also picking him. Don't me back up or say me. This la life where me come. Sylvia, you happy head? Do you know you look look gold on this la island? You look look gold on this la island, and you look look gold on our plus side. So time me harem this la voice na me look look gold island and me try best for me to look look gold on our side. I'm blowing and me look him. All family member blow me, all cousin blow me, plenty die. Me look look stop. Seb, na fear lo. One more not blow man ting ting. I make him all man and more less lo go for it na. Kisim test na. Kisim slow help. Man take kisim marasi. All the things I remember right over start now by die one time this last week. But Mister Toby Molo say you plan out beginning. Time you plan die, you beginning both side look out him. You plan more strong. HIV is no longer a death sentence. Marcinem stop, Penis. There is hope through testing and ART. People are PNC people are affected by HIV. So people are going to need to work on them. You know, put the finger on the guy, you sick, no good. So people are going to need to work on them. The stigma people need to work on the PNC. film that's the documentary film um, we we have um, been received really well but there is no um, what is it uh, awareness so this film is becoming an awareness uh, for Papua New Guinea the government uh, our big mainline media has put out on the national television and it's done in our own language because we wanted it to reach all the length with with the breadth of the country and make this woman as part of our society and they, they just like you know, anybody and we need to love on them. And uh, we, the government has given us uh, the license to go to get all the abandoned HIV exposed babies and we've, we, we have um, the babies in our care. We help the, the welfare department to put the baby into loving homes. So we've got about 14 babies already put into good homes. Yeah. Well, I got two myself. So you can see them running around. That's yeah. That's two of those people. Yeah, and, and, and I love them. And these are kids that are abandoned, rubbish, nothing, dirt. That's what our people call them. But now they will grow up in a home that they loved and uh, cherished, and a future and a hope. So that's what we want to give to these kids. I'm going to have my wife come up and talk about the um, the different aspect of what we do in our ministry.
Hello. Well, my, I guess my, my Australian accent might come out because when I'm more nervous up front, then it's just going to change. Otherwise, it's quite an international accent that I have. Um, I grew up in Papua New Guinea, so in an international school, boarding school where there was a lot of American families, so my accent is all over the place. Um, just a bit of background for you. Uh, yeah, so my name's Crystal, wife of George, and we have been... Uh, we're a part of YWAM, a Mercy branch of YWAM, so we work specifically with HIV-affected women and children um, in Port Moresby, the capital of Papua New Guinea. We just live just outside, actually, in a really nice community called Gerica. And you'll see, these are just a, a slideshow of some of the photos of our day-to-day -day lives and the things that have been happening in, in that. That's our just recently finished women's housing so that we can start a live-in program for HIV-affected women. Um, we just feel like we can be more intentional to see transformation and do discipleship if, if they actually come and stay with us for a short time. And then we help, uh, as I said, disciple, uh, counsel, bring life skills and help equip them with what they need to then support themselves and their children back in their own communities. So, um, and we do care packs, which goes to uh, the local hospital through uh, a special care nursery, which a lot of our, the babies that are abandoned end up there, and then they, they come to us. So we just like to network that way. And also through the um, PPTCT, which is the uh, parent to, so, sorry, prevention of parent to child transmission of HIV. And again, it's another way that we can network and let these women know that they're not alone, that if they need support, if they need help, um, we're here for them. So the government doesn't, isn't doing much, doesn't do much. Um, so we've put our hands up. Some of these pictures that you see are of the babies that have come through our care and we've been able to work with welfare to see them placed into permanent families. Um, this is a discipleship training school that came out and stayed with us. The special care nursery that I was just talking about, we give a donation every, every year there. Women's housing developed. Um, so, yeah, women's program is the, is the one thing that we've been focusing on. We've done a, a, I guess, a respite, or we call it Women's Hope, like a one-day-a-week program where they come and we can offer some support that way while we've been waiting to develop our property and to be able to house the ladies and so we're very excited that this year, finally, after our women's housing is complete, we now should be able to run our live-in program probably about the mid-year mid mark. Um, we also rely heavily on short-term missions. So YWAM teams that come in on their mission phase of their outreach, uh, sorry, of their discipleship training school, they come to us and then we do awareness and prevention in local high schools and churches and then we do other things to help support our community and let them know who we are and that they're loved and share Jesus with them that way. And uh, the last area, as we did mention, is that we, this year, what well, last year, we were finally licensed as out-of-home care or transit care, we call it, for abandoned, orphaned, or unwanted babies. Whether they're HIV or not, but they fall into that category, a lot of the times the babies that are are left are the babies that are exposed babies. So the fear is that the baby will then have HIV if it was born to a HIV mother, but there's a very small percentage that will actually have it. Um, as George mentioned, both of our, our children um, that we adopted were born, were exposed babies and they're negative. So praise the Lord for that. But that's just a little bit about I care for you and what, what we've been um, 
following the Lord in doing. He just guides our step. We don't want to do anything outside of his will. And that's, this is how he's been leading us. So this is, this is what we've been doing, spending our last uh, eight to nine years in Port Moresby working in this way and offering love and support to these women who otherwise have been excommunicated, stigmatized, isolated in their, in their communities. So I'll just, George is going to come back up. Stand right there with me. But we, we thank you. We really want to thank you guys for, for being a part of our, our vision and what we do in Papua New Guinea and uh, really believing in this cause. Uh, but there are three things that um, I want to invite you guys into uh, partnering with us is I want to see a team from here come to PNG. I mean, I've been friends with you guys for a long time, <laughs> right? It's time. We're ready for you. We can pray. Pray is good, but put some legs to the prayer. I think that'll be good. And see, actually see what's happening on the ground. And I really believe that if you come see and come back here, it's really halfway around the world. It's going to cost you your arm and your leg and everything, but it's worth it. You'll hear. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we, we need your prayers. Um, all these, the disciples asked Jesus, how, how, how can we do, how can you do this? And he comes with prayer and fasting. And prayer is a very big component of our faith. It's a direct talk, AT&T, straight to God, right? <laughs> and and we, we need the prayer. Please pray for us uh, in what we're doing. And also, um, the last part is uh, financially uh, giving to our, our family. Um, and we need, we, we need the, um, the finance to do what we do. And uh, if you feel like, you know, you, I, I really believe in what these guys are doing. And I, I want to be a part of the team. You know, even just $5. Every U.S. dollar, one U.S. dollar is three and a half dollar in PNG. So your $5 goes a long way. Um, I feel like a televangelist begging. Um, but anyways, um, but if you, if you really want to give, uh, just come, to talk, come and talk to us later. And uh, yeah, we just want to really thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just um, taking us on as your missionary. I was also just thinking, I had a piece of paper that just had, if you'd like to, to um, give us your email and be a part of our news updates, I believe sometimes it's passed through the, the church here anyway, but if you, would, if you would like our news updates, then come see us and we'll get your email from you and add you to that, that mailing list. Thank you. you mind if we just ask some questions about what you guys are doing? And first, can we give a little bit more history? Because um, my intro was really bad because I ran up from the computer and I had these details in my head and I didn't give quite enough history. So do you mind if we do that here? Is that okay? Are you comfortable with yeah. that? Um, here, why don't you step up? Because we are in the dark. We want you in the light. In the light. Um, so the first time George came up here, is it Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about everything. Unpack it. Yeah. <laughs> How much that's, that's healing time. How much time do you got? Um, there's, you guys, the story these guys represent, um, not just with what they're doing, but with their lives, is one of the most moving stories of redemption. Um, and uh, when, when you guys met George, he, he was married to Karen. And I don't know how you guys, how many of you were here at the time? It was uh, 2009 that we came up, and Karen at the time was battling cancer. 
And uh, they uh, had decided, you know what, we're, we feel like the Lord is, because George had this, this work that you're doing on your heart for many years. And you had decided, like, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, my wife has cancer. They say she's not going to make it, but we're just going to, we're going to, it was just like lower our shoulders and just like a running back. I always thought you would have made a perfect running back. But you didn't have, you have rugby, so I don't know what the equivalent, I guess everybody's a running back in rugby, is that right? Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, I digress. Um, But like just lowering our shoulder and we're going to go after this dream and uh, started raising funds for it. And uh, about six months into that, they they wound up in, uh, in Reading. Uh, and we went down to meet them, and uh, Karen at that time, uh, the, the cancer had transferred into her brain, and um, she had had a major seizure and was, was down there, and we all gathered yeah. and, um, for about a week yeah. and prayed and prayed, and she didn't make it, and we came back up here and in this room had a memorial. So when George says this place represents a lot, yeah. this is what he's talking about. But this, this guy got up and preached at his wife's funeral. And he, he stood up and just with so much boldness, of, you know, talked about her and talked about the love of Jesus and, and all of these things. And just like, you know, I had known him for years by this point. He was like my brother. And then, but to see this something welled up in him of just this sort of unshakable belief in the goodness of God was one of the most powerful and moving things that I've ever seen. And I, he's, always, he's always loved God. He's always had all of this in him, but there was something powerful that was being done in his heart. And, and uh, the next several months, he was living with Jeff and Debbie Waldrop and sort of with us and Janae at the time. And, and uh, you never knew where George was going to end up. He would be, you still don't know. You still have no idea. And then he's with Kaiser somewhere, stinking Kaiser. I see you. Now, he... he uh, uh, he, he mourned um, in, in his own way over those next several months. And, and, and man, I don't know how long it was into it, but he starts, he starts talking on Skype. You remember Skype? He was living with us at the time, and we came in the house. I will never forget this. You know what I'm going to say? I don't know if you remember. Yeah, she remembers. Uh, he, is, he is on Skype in the bathroom... Because all the kids are asleep in my house, and it was a real small little place, and the only place where he wouldn't wake people up was in the bathroom. So he's Skyping this wonderful young woman who was a missionary in Australia, and you had spent time in Papua New Guinea already. That time, she was a missionary in Thailand. In Thailand. And we're like, what's going on here? He's like, yeah. That's my impression of you. I always do. And, uh, and so we meet her. We're like, something's happening here. And uh, just there's so much redemption that, that he began to work. So can you share just a little bit about what brought you guys together, even in the midst of the crisis? Because it's, it's such an unusual story um, of, of how you guys came together and then ended up going and doing this thing that you thought God had put on your, that God put on your heart way before, even with Karen? Let me say one, one thing first. <laughs> I said, I didn't pray. I said, I'm not marrying a Papua New Guinean man, and I'm not marrying a man shorter than me. 
Be careful what you pray. God's probably laughing in heaven. Okay. We'll see. Before my wife Karen passed, uh, God gave us a word, John 10, 10. I came that you might have life and that you might have it in its fullness, abundance. So one of the things that I was struggling is, uh, what is abundant? What does that mean? And uh, it came very clear. It's abundant. Is I want to grow old with this woman. Number 80, 90. <coughs> and I'm, I'm looking forward to that number. And people, well-meaning friends said, yeah, God's going to heal your wife and it's, it's, it's going to heal her. It didn't happen. She died. I was left thinking, so who lied to me? And just battling with, you know, I got this incredible promise from God that, you know, she's going to be alive. And she didn't. So anyways, in that struggle, um, while I was at your house, I looked at some of her old stuff and I came across a passport. And, you know, the passport has the pages. Well, she had filled up all the pages. She needed a new one. And, it's, um, and it was there that God spoke to me that, see, abundance is you can live a young 34 years of age life like Karen and see the world, missions, travel, and live an abundant life or live up to 90, 80 years. And so that really hit me that abundance with God is, fullness with God is not what we think it is. And uh, brought, brought a lot of, um, uh, just my heart was at, at ease, at peace. And another word that came was, I will compensate you. Compensation is a big part of our culture. If something happens, you have to compensate the other tribe with pigs and tree kangaroos and all kinds of others, weird animals. Um, <laughs> that's a big part of the culture. And God said, I will compensate you. I had no idea what that looked like. Compensation. When she came along, God's like, how do you like me now? God was flexing his muscles. I'm like, I'm not complaining. So God, God's, God, like you said, redemptive. God is really... Re- Everything works together for the good. That scripture is really annoying when you are in a pain in the valley. But when you come back, everything does work together for the good of those who are called and loved according to his purpose. So God has just redeemed a lot of stuff about his character that I was battling. That he really is a good God. It's not just a cliche. He is a good God. Wow. That's some good stuff. Do you have anything to add, uh, uh, like coming into this part of the story? No, I was just going to say, when George first contacted me on Facebook, I see God knew how we would need to meet, because I think knowing my, just my own insecurities in the past, if we had met in Papua New Guinea, and he's eight years older than me, so I would have, it wouldn't have been appropriate to start with, and I would have not given him the time of day, whereas this way, it was non-threatening, and even the, the fact that he was a widower, and there was a lot of things like our, in our conversations, we had mutual friends. Um, he knew a lot of the missionary kids that I grew up with in Papua New Guinea. So there was just, there was a lot of different connections that way, even though we, it was a year and a half before we actually met face to face. But um, I remember when he first contacted me, he wrote this long message on, on Messenger. And, and then he said, and I took my sweet time, apparently, to get back to him. Three weeks or something. I did tell him I was busy, and, you know, I don't know who you are. I'm busy, and I'll get back to you with the information. He wanted to know more about how you would start uh, a HIV children's home or how, how to do something like that in Papua New Guinea. And I remember thinking to myself, hmm, good luck with that. That's a big job. Like, I've just come here to join these guys who are already doing it. 
And then I married him and then realized, no. Now it's my job. Uh, yeah, but then when I married Karen, I had no money. Because in Papua New Guinea, you buy your wives with pigs and cassowaries and tree kangaroos. So it's bride price. In here, this is, when I married Karen, it was 2004. 2004. So her parents obviously wouldn't take any of those wild animals. They, so she, she Karen uh, was from Idaho, not from, from Papua New Guinea. Yes, Idaho. Um, but that's uh, one thing when I first came to America is, is the ring. If you want it, you know, you can put a ring on it. So it's a ring. I couldn't put a ring on it because I had no money. When I was watching all the missionaries in East Texas, in Tyler, Texas, they were giving a thing called plasma. You know what plasma is? Yes. $50 a week. Yes. Oh, me too. Yeah. So it's, I was doing the mathematics in my head. It's $200 a month. I can save up to buy a ring. Okay, so I went to K Jewelers. Thank you. Saw a ring for $1,000. And I told one of the people, and I said, I'd like this. You know, I'm marrying a woman from here, and I want it. So, um, anyways, uh, and then I went and gave plasma for six months. YWAM told me, you don't meet the requirement to be on staff. Because you have to be at a certain enough support. So I had to use that money uh, to travel. That story is... It's, even with what we're doing, this is about how God's provision, and uh, I used that money to travel. And I came to this place called Toledo, Ohio. There's an old lady in this church who heard about my blood, blood money. Yeah. So that is the perfect name for it, blood money. Yeah. So she said, I was really moved by what you were doing to buy your wife a ring, and then now you're on this, on this trip. So I said, my, my husband... Um, I don't quite remember it died or something happened. The husband, and I have this ring with me. And she gave that ring to me. Now, this, is, this story is to encourage us that God is bigger than our needs. Um, I went to the local, I told the, my host family, and I said, can we go down and see how much this, uh, this uh, diamond is, or this ring is worth? And then the local jeweler, we brought to him, and then he came out saying, this, this is six times more than my one, my $1,000. Six thousand dollar ring. I'm like, wow. I've been, I've been for six months, you know, giving a plasma, <laughs> and here God's like, I'm bigger than your need. I'm, I brought you here. You are my responsibility. You know, you did not call me. I called you. So just if, if if we're struggling with our needs, you did not call. God called you. So just our needs are is aware before we even you know know. So just it's been like that. Just for our life, it's just you know just trusting God and. Yeah, you look like you were reaching for the mic, were you? Did no, you have, oh, you no, didn't? I wasn't, I was just... Oh. Uh, that diamond is... To, yeah, what happened to that diamond? So, so when Karen died, the first thing came to my mind was, yeah, that diamond, I go to a pawn shop and pawn it. $6,000. He's a missionary, so, you yeah. know. That kind of stuff, you're always thinking, I gotta... I got, I, it wasn't the first thing you I were remember. there I you was, were there you, you I, was, I was there yeah you were not talking about yeah. that <laughs> and then the lord reminded me of the story i was at a place where i had nothing and i'm giving plasma and god god stepped in and i couldn't do it so i gave that diamond to janae who is karen's best friend late janae Jenny said, what am I going to do with this ring? I said, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm going back to Papua New Guinea. I went back to Papua New Guinea. I met her. 
online. I'm mean, not in Papua New Guinea, but oh, you uh, met her in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> not then, really, but that sounds really And then I really told great. her the story about this ring, and she is just getting emotional, and she said, "I'll be honored to wear that." That also just you know, it's it, because it's a God story, and she's she's believing that God's not done. So this story is just coming to full circle. You know, it's, it's just everlasting love. Everlasting love. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, so we just... Um, so uh, to be yeah, clear, she, do you need to be clear then? What happened? Where is the ring? <laughs> That's God, yeah. So when we... I know it's on camera, but when we're in PNC, we hide it. We don't want people to see that. Because, because the thugs... I have to tell you, when he proposed to me, he took me, we went to uh, the YWAM base in Mount Hagen. There's a hill at the back of the base called uh, Kalina, Mount Kalina, and he took me up the back of the hill. I knew he was going to propose at some point in that week. It was, it was very vague. I don't know. We were walking up the hill. It's rainy and muddy, and, like, I'm carrying my flip-flops, and, you know, and he's just talking away. I don't know, talking all sorts. I don't know. I didn't even hear half the things he was saying. And next thing you know, he turns around, and he gets down on one knee and goes, and with that, I want to ask you to marry me. Puts, put, I'm like, oh, it's happening now. Okay. So I was waiting to get to the top of the mountain or somewhere. I don't know. And then, and then he said, like, within two minutes, he said, okay, you hear those voices coming down the mountain there? He said, when they get to this point, we have to go back down right away because they're going to take your ring from you. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, I already I knew PNG, and I, it wasn't going to be like that, but he was like, we don't really want to meet extra people along the, the path. We, yeah. So. I'm just impressed that George actually had a plan on something. <laughs> he had a plan. Did you plan to get up to the top of the mountain, though? Did you? You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. Well, the, the point where he, he took me to was a part that he liked to go and have, like, a quiet time. Oh, with there God. you go. So, so it wasn't was the top, special. but it was, a, it was a, a spot that he knew. I didn't know. That's good. Where it just all of a sudden was there, and we were there, and yeah. I can't tell you how uh, relieved we were when we met Crystal and realized that she's really good with details. We're like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Um, I'm so moved by this story, and I feel like the whole, the whole diamond thing, that's just, this is not something you see every day. And um, I, it just feels like we talk about God's provision in hard times, like no matter what you're going through, that he always provides for, and sometimes not even for the thing you thought you needed. And George, I just wonder, do you have anything? We have people going through all kinds of various things here and people dealing with hard diagnosis and people dealing with, with loss and depression and all these different things. And having experienced so many of these things up close, I wonder if you have some encouragement for, for them. You know the John chapter 10, verse 10 scripture I just shared earlier? It's... Um, when God gives you a promise, like our interpretation of that is we want, we want, we want it now. And, and it doesn't happen, happen like that. And, and like I said, you know, when you look back and see with that same, same word, you know, I came that you might have life in its fullness and, and looking at it from after the season. And God is, God really is a redeeming God and, and uh, he does make everything work together. And uh, just living to see the fulfillment of what we're doing. I, I think about if, 
if I had not gone through, it, um, it, I mean, it's, it's sad for me to say this. I mean, I don't know, not sad, but it's just strange for me to say this. Had Karen not died, I would never have met her. We had 14 babies that have come and gone that are in very good homes. Women that are abused, confused from all kinds of things that are getting restored. We just built this home for them to come and live in that I don't think would have happened. Like if, if I was going to live here in America, it's like Jonah running away from the calling. I can enjoy the benefits and everything of America, but still deep in my heart knowing that it's, it's a very rebellious on, my, on myself life. But when God gives you a word, hang on to it. Because it will come to, it will come to pass. And, and that's been just like, for me, is just hanging on to, um, to the goodness of God and just, you know, just keeping, staying true to, to the calling and just in the word. And, and that, that's what it's been for me, just personally, just and, and seeing uh, everything does work together uh, when you come out of the season. Yeah, I, I think it's such a beautiful story of redemption to see and to keep hanging on. It makes me think, I heard somebody say, you know, God makes beauty from ashes and he does it so well that sometimes you think he intended the ashes to begin with, but he's just like so resourceful. And so like, yes, I'm going to make this thing happen, George. I'm going to make this thing happen. It's going to be different than you thought. It's going to break your heart, but I'm gonna remake that. And I'm gonna fulfill it and do something beautiful in you and through you and and to, to, to just to give you a family it's one of the most beautiful stories, you guys. And I think you both have carried it with such unbelievable grace. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to watch now, that after all these years of waiting to see this thing happen and to see this come and be able to, to love and rescue these children. So thank you for being faithful, both of you. I know this has been a crazy road, but we appreciate you and how we look up to you guys, how we look up to you guys. Isn't that beautiful? These guys are wonderful. Well, we want to definitely pray over these guys. And um, as is our custom, we'd love to take a, an offering for them today so that the ushers will get ready. We want, to, we want to do that, give you guys an opportunity to partner. We're already partnered, but we want to just bless the, bless the business out of these guys. Also, I just want to say this. Why don't we agree in prayer... That, uh, that we could send a team from Christ Center, have Jason and Sarah lead it, God willing, and go and help these guys out in Papua New Guinea. Why don't we just agree that one, that's possible, and two, that there's some of you that's already burning in your heart like, I'm going to be on that trip. Amen? So let's just, let's just I'm going to pray into that, and if you guys can agree for that, then, um, then say amen, all right? So, Father, we just, uh, we just lift it before you, God. It seems good unto us, and I think it seems good unto you that we, that we could send some missionaries from Christ Center, Lord, that can go and come alongside I Care For You Ministries, Lord, and be with George and Crystal, Lord, that we could go and be a part of that work. Thank you for sending them here to us, Lord, so we can hear firsthand and see their beautiful faces and knit our hearts together, Lord. There's many of us here in this family that are meeting them in person for the first time. And we just praise you for that opportunity. One of those commands that you gave us was to visit one another. And so, Lord, for those that you've called to come and visit and serve these mothers and sons and daughters, Lord, and to say, I came across the earth in the name of Jesus to serve you because you matter. 
Lord, you've called some of us to be a part of that. And I just pray you'd just plant that seed right now. And those people that are part of Christ Center, but you're like, hey, I want you to go. Well, we say yes and amen to that. We thank you that you'll provide for it. You got lots of $6,000 rings to handle the details. But God, we want to say yes and amen. And if you agree, say amen. amen. So here's the two things we want to do. We're going to go ahead and take a love offering. But the second thing we want to do, too, is, as George and Crystal had shared, they're looking for some more ministry partners, and uh, this is a great investment. So if that's in your heart, um, then, uh, then we want to go ahead and make that opportunity. Um, you, can talk with, uh, you can talk with Janelle, um, and we can give you some details of how you can sign up to become a monthly partner so that we can make sure that these guys are cared for, and, um, and, uh, and we definitely want to partner with these guys. So thank you guys so much for sharing. I'm going to pray one more time, and then, uh, and then we'll uh, have the ministry team come up for those of you guys that want to be ministered to in your frontline ministry that you are a part of every day here in Lane County. Lord Jesus, I thank you for George and Crystal. I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. I thank you for the fact is that you've adopted us into the same family with them I thank you for knitting our hearts together. I thank you for their marriage. I thank you for this trip. And Lord, I ask that you'd continue to strengthen them and provide for them according to your riches and glory. Lord, I ask that it would be abundant life. And I also pray, Father, for um, just gifts and surprises. Lord, you're so good at bringing about the stuff that we think like, oh, that's not a need. That's just a want. But Lord, I just get this sense that you want to meet them in those places too. So I pray for those gifts and surprises, those, those things that, that they thought, oh, that shouldn't even matter, but you noticed, Lord. I know you always give me new shoes. I don't need them, but man, I love them. I don't know if they like shoes, but I pray that you'd lavish them with those gifts that just says, you're my daughter. You're my son. I know what you want for your kids. Here you go. Bless them, Lord, and continue to bless I Care For You Ministries. Bring them long-term, short-term, and financial partners, so that in all that they do, you'll be glorified. And these children, these families, Lord, their future will be changed and set because of their obedience. In Jesus' name we pray. And Christ Center said, Amen. Amen.